The Swagger Podcast and its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this league or the podcast, and opinions between guests may conflict. This podcast does not endorse anything as the truth. That you have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. This episode is brought to you by Sudafed. If you're listening to this podcast and get sick, please buy some Sudafed. You have to go to different stores to collect enough boxes to make some crystal meth so you can stay awake long enough to listen to this podcast. (laughs) And bourgeois meat market. What is it? Yo, 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 welcome to Swagger Podcast. Hey, we yo. have Teresa in the house. Teresa! Woohoo! Mow the lawns. What a visitor. Got we a also visitor. have. We also have. Can't beat our meat. Well, we just finished doing that, but we got Bo in here. I don't know what he's talking about. I didn't do that. But no one beats bourgeois meat. League MVP last week. Bo's here. Whoop. Nobody beats his uh, his treats either because, goddamn, he brought us a spread. Everybody that's been on the podcast is no longer allowed on the podcast because you didn't bring us treats. You got to bring gifts. So if you're the league MVP this week, I expect gifts. Gifts of protein. A steak or something. Some. It's like frankincense, myrrh, and fucking gold, dude. This dude can't do with the gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we hurry and finish this podcast for Thane. He's all the goddamn beef jerky and I don't get none. Nobody gets their beef meat for free. <laughs> That's just right. All right. So first up, we're going to have some uh, league business. Nicholas. Yeah. Let's see. This week, like we said, Bo Bourgeois was the week MVP. So congratulations to Bo. On Monday night, Bo used Aaron Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones to combine for 87.75 points to score a total of 246.15 points. That's right. Mike is no longer number four on the all-time list. (laughs) That's right. That is number one this season. (laughs) That's right. We're off to a fast start. Second and third place was Douglas Fontaine and Nick Ross Boss. High five for the top three this week. Whoop. No, high five for the one-loss season. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the good part. The bad part is last place contenders. Let's talk about that for a second. Vance Email, a.k.a. Firecracker, lost by 7.75. Girly Man, lost by 1.95. And Matthew Berry Approved, lost to Greenbrier Curse, our podcast host, yep. by 13.5 points for oh, an Benedict. average of 7.73 points. So our last place teams, I know they're fighting their ass off, so they ain't got to pay, run, or strip. They're not losing by very much, so I'm sure that was a lot of heartbreakers for them this week. So what do you got to say to Chipper about almost him almost beating you? Well, he should have beat me. You know, Aaron Jones, I, I rode him all the way to, to victory. And the uh, the Steven and Jeremy Bourgeois matchup is well documented in the newsletter. So if you hadn't read the newsletter, go ahead and re- uh, read King Deasy Sloppiest uh, Play of the Week. You'll read all about that one. That was fan- fantastic. It was a fantastic article. Um, speaking of Bo's brother-in-law, last place finisher in 2018, Michael Lillick started the season 0-4 this year. Since then, he has won five straight games, and he has a one-league game Excuse me, one game lead 
on the wild court spots in the Platinum Conference. So our last place finisher is kicking ass. Needs to say he started off the year status quo for him from two, circa 2018, but he's been kicking ass ever since. What do you guys say about that, Bo? I think he's like top eight on the, or top five or something on the points four. Uh, it's hard to come back from 0-19. <laughs> you know, that's that's bad. Just ask, the, just ask the Cleveland Browns. That's right. But, that's uh, right. You know, he went he went from really being starting off zero and four. What is he in the power rankings? He's, I think he's number four in the power rankings. Yeah. No, it, he's in the top four or five in power rankings. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. Well, it seems like we talk about him every week. I know I talked about him last week because I got an eye on that son of a bitch. He's in my division, and. In our little production show uh, meeting show before we talked about it, it's like, look, I'm right now. I'm on the same side of the playoff bracket as him. I don't want to fucking play him, so I got to get past Douglas Fontaine to get Douglas Fontaine on this side. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. The man says. Good luck. Let's talk about another one of Bo's close friends, Bennett <laughs> Parsh, aka Accounting the Wins. He is five and four. And right now, he holds the last playoff spot in the Platinum Conference. Why you say that I bring this up? Well, Bennett' overall breakdown record is 111 and 201. So he's lost almost twice as many games as he won in the breakdown. He's ranked 34th in breakdown and 35th in points. So this son of a bitch is lucky as hell. <laughs> right now, he's 5-4. and four. But his overall breakdown record is one eleven and two and one. That's serious, That's terrible. right? <laughs> That's terrible. That dude's. I, I, look, look. I know. I'm just hearing from speculation. Apparently, he hit the jackpot with his wife that he married. I don't know who told me that, but it rhymes with Chuck Lichtenstein. And apparently, he's brought that luck over to uh, fantasy football. Because first of all, for him to marry a girl like he did. Um, He's got to be the ugliest dude I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> kind of looks like a troll a little bit with good Ooh, hair, though. He's got God. that good Vanderbilt hair. Whoa. Anyway, but he's good at accounting, so he's got that going for him, right? Man, that's two episodes. Two episodes now you've talked about the guy's hair. <laughs> he does have fabulous hair. <laughs> Might be a little jelly. Uh, as I look at his uh, receding hairline yeah. right here. That's my name next year. Ron Ron, we're going to call you. <laughs> <Receding hairline. laughs> Me and me and Roland gonna start our own committee. <laughs> so, moving on. Speaking of Roland, that worked out. Roland is leading the division by being twenty third in points. So, he's not just a wild card. He's leading division, and he's twenty third in points. So that's that's pretty lucky as well. So, Deuce McCall's division. I know uh, Deuce was at Rouse's the other day. Y'all need to get y'all shit together because if y'all let this dude be twenty third overall in points and let him win the division, that's pretty shitty. So only four week, four weeks remaining in the regular season. I don't know about y'all, but this fantasy season went by way too fast. I know we still got a third of it left, but man, it just seems like we started yesterday, right? Podcast is uh, making it go by quicker. Every time I look around, I'm like, damn, how many podcasts we've done so far? I wish it would slow down a little bit because I'm I'm savoring up every moment like a savory bourgeois piece of beef jerky. <laughs> That's not the podcast or the beef jerky. That's the whiskey. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, also, congrats to fellow podcast hosts, Douglas Fontaine and Greenbrier Curse for being the first two members of Swagger to make the playoffs. So congratulations, fellas. High can't, five for the playoff teams. Can't wait for y'all to lose out. <laughs> uh, on, the, on the other hand, Firecracker, 
Pimp by Blood, Nasty Boss, Girly Man, Matt Berry Approved. You guys make up the first five teams to not make the playoffs. You guys are officially eliminated. But if I was you, I would keep setting my lineup. Except for you, Chipper, you can take yours out for the rest of this week because I'm playing you. But the rest of you guys, I would highly suggest you still hitting that waiver wire because they got some serious consequences for coming out last. So out of those five, you think you think our last place team will come out of one of those five? Yeah. Yeah. Any any uh any predictions on Na- that? Nasty boss gonna come out last. Mm, nasty boss. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm thinking maybe JB. Unfortunately. Girly man. Yeah. I, if I had to bet, I would say JB as well. Firecracker put up some points last week. JB was pretty terrible. Nasty boss. The only way nasty boss can really lose out is if he starts losing the rest of his games. But. He's got more wins than all these other guys, but the problem is he's in a strong division, so that's why he's uh, mathematically eliminated, according to the Monte Carlo. Can I recommend uh, a new league bylaw next year? Sure. Sure. So, if you get last, yeah, the rules should apply, but if you get zero wins through the whole season, no matter how hard you try, you should have to do the counter. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I like it. It's a good, good suggestion. So if you if, can't pull off a win, you, you have to do the calendar. Win, if you're that bad, you need to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So let's talk about the survey results. Speaking of adding bylaws or not adding bylaws, uh, I'll just go over the survey results real quick. Again, these surveys are meant for you to fill out, and they doesn't account for anything except next year when we have our summer meeting, it'll give us some ideas on what we need to uh, take a look at. So... Question one, overall, how much do you enjoy this league? 95. I think the lowest, somebody scored it a 22. And I don't, it's all <laughs> unanimous. But if you scored it a 22, I'm going to go back to episode four. But you can go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> so if you scored a 22 and you want to get out of the league, I'm fine with it. But I thought it was funny. So no uh, no uh, seriousness taken. So how much should free, age, free agent acquisitions trade and trades cost? 54% said $1. 27% said we should move to the free agent acquisition bidding. 11% said $3 and 8% to $2. So we barely got a majority on that. So that's definitely something we'll take a look at this offseason uh, and vote on. So number three, in 2020, should Swagger League remain at 40, expand to 48, or add a new conference to make 50? 70% of the people said leave it just like it is. 24% said expand it to 50. And 6% said let's expand it to 48. So pretty big majority says they enjoy having the league just like it is. Uh, what's y'all thoughts on that? I voted for as is. You? I could be, it could be as is or if you're going to add another 10-man league, make it 50. Add another conference? Yeah. How about you, Bo? Uh, a few things there. So... I'm okay with adding more uh, like conferences, but I don't want to. I, I really like the ten man. Yeah, yeah I'm all about ten man. But um, if I have to be really honest, my favorite uh, was the twenty man league. So uh, when there was twenty men, I was able to keep up with all of the teams, and with forty, it's just impossible. Yeah, it's yeah. Kinda hard to. Keep I get it. Uh, there was somebody, but, or man, but you. We have a podcast and a bunch of other cool shit. <laughs> involved with 40 so uh, once you're at 40 fuck it <laughs> push, push it to yeah, 100 man league yeah. did you say that in your comments yeah, I did. okay i thought that was mad email but 
Hey, we Love you, man. All right, so currently the free agent acquisition period is uh it ends at eleven fifty on Sundays, meaning at eleven fifty it locks. You cannot long no longer pick up free agents. Should this remain open until Monday? So if, basically, if you got a guy that you don't know if he's playing on Sunday night or Monday, you can't go in and pick up anybody after that twelve o'clock deadline. So should we change it to to stay open the whole time until the kickoff of the last game? And overwhelmingly. You guys voted 78% said yes, 22% said no. So that's something we'll definitely look at next season. Uh, number five, how well do you understand the power rankings? 54% said they completely understand. 43% said they somewhat of an idea. So, so Y'all need, need to go to school. Man. I mean, Well, not everybody went to Tulane for finance, Bo, but I hear you. I mean, I've only explained on like three podcasts. Can we get uh, Jeremy Bourgeois to have a, a PowerPoint presentation? Yeah. Whiteboard it. Whiteboard it. Class on this yeah. shit. It's got to be. It's required. Yeah. Because yeah. Jeremy said he don't understand. We need to just get rid of this fucking. Three <laughs> <Yeah>. percent <laughs> said no idea. So ninety-seven percent of you said you get an idea at least. One of you or one or two of you said I still don't know what the fuck it is. So, so for you, if that was you. Just go ahead and look at the number next to your name. and Don't explain it again. If it's closer to one, you're doing good. If it's closer to 40, it ain't for you. So, uh, Number six, should power rankings be used to determine playoff seating instead of record than points? 65% said no. Uh, leave it as it is now. 30% said yes. And 5% said yes for all playoff spots. The 30% was for wild court spots. So majority, pretty strong majority on uh, on the on whether we use power rankings. I think it could get a little messy if we use power rankings because you got people across different divisions, but for now, we'll leave it as it is. Which publication do you engage in? And people won't understand how they... Well, at least one person won't. Yeah. <laughs> Which... I don't know how... Why did I, why did I didn't make... Why I didn't make it? Hey, uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Who's the one person? I don't know the answer to this. So I this don't know. Good. Come on. Who, who, who am I? Who am I guessing doesn't know? I don't want no fucking blood in his hands. I'm looking at <laughs> his on. eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about time you get sued too, Benedict. They fucking did it. He's an I, accountant. Come if on. I had to guess, it would be Nate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a shame you said that about that poor guy. <laughs> anyway, which publication do you engage in? 95% said the newsletter, 87% said the website, and 78% said the podcast. So if you're not engaging in the podcast, you're missing out. And you're probably not hearing this right now, and you probably don't understand the power rankings. But anyway, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck <give> you. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's a big one. A little controversy from last year. Not a big one. I mean, from last week, but not a big one. Uh, should missed field goals and ex extra points affect your defense and special team points? So, for those of you that do not know, if your kick, if the kicker misses a field goal on a team that you have the defense and special teams for, you get points subtracted. Same thing for special teams. I mean, for uh, extra points. We talked about this about three years ago, and it's kind of a rule that we haven't discussed over the last three years. So it's definitely something we need to check into because, personally, I'm from the tribe of, no, kickers should lose points. Defense and special teams should not lose points. Um, but 68% of you said that you should not lose points. Your defense should not lose points. 16% said yes, and 16% says, I don't care. So right now... Um, if kicker misses a field goal and he's on happens to be on your uh, defensive special teams team, then you're losing points. Something we can't change for this year, but something definitely to look at next year. Hey, so just like that one guy doesn't know how the power rankings work, 
I don't know how the hell defense and special teams work in this league. <laughs> Last other podcast, y'all talking about uh, Christian McCaffrey's getting outscored by uh, Patriots. Patriots. By the defense. Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? So, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just riding them Saints, you know. <laughs> so <clears throat> to to weigh in on that real quick, uh, we want to make defenses relative. Now. Of course, New England Patriots are outscoring a lot of people, and they're having a uh, outlier type of year. But typically, our defense is scoring in between ten and twenty points. Well, the Patriots are playing the <laughs> AAU teams that are fucking NFL too. That's right, <laughs> right? Like the Niners, <coughs> like the Niners, right? <laughs> yeah, fucking Niners are terrible. Here we go. I lost another one on the Niners team. Anyway, so it goes by points. It's thresholds, points and yards. Every time you go below, uh, above a threshold as far as how many points you allow, how many yards you allow, you lose points. So maybe next podcast I'll get the breakdown and I'll go over it. But uh, no, dude, don't do that. Over <laughs> this, you know, mystique. All right. So I, I, like, got, hey, I, actually, I got a stat right here. To, I know, right? The best how? fantasy defenses versus the wide receivers, the Patriots, they're giving up 13.5. Uh, the best fantasy defenses against a quarterback is the Patriots. They're giving up 4.7 is their average points allowed. The best fantasy defenses against a running back, guess who? Patriots. Patriots. They're giving up 8.9. So you got Lamar Jackson this week. Might be in trouble. Yeah, I'm sitting him. And I got Lamar league. Jackson. I'm playing him because I think he's going to go off. I'm going to play him anyway because they're going to be behind him. They're going to throw the hell out the ball. And he's going to run. I yeah. think he's high. I think anyway. he's going to run. <clears throat> Put that in my where I went right, where I went wrong for next week. There you go. He's going to go off. First guy on the Patriots All right, Jared Lacerra says that uh, Nate is stupid and that Lamar Jackson will go off. Y'all write that down. <laughs> Sorry about that, Nate. <laughs> All right, number nine. Tell me any rules that you dislike and would like to see change. I'll go over these real quick. Most people said I love the league just like it is. Uh, one or two people said the waivers should be on Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays. Again, something we can change uh, by vote next year. <coughs> someone said, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, someone said that we should use a trade calculator to approve trades instead of the committee. Thoughts? I mean, there's a lot of trade calculators out there. You put in the, you put in each player, and it'll give you a, a rough estimate about how good this particular person is over the person that's getting traded. I'm kind of give you a number, like who's getting. If you can see if it's lopsided, so obviously if you had Christian McCaffrey on one side and you had uh, Adrian Peterson on the other, it'd be skewed to Christian it. McCaffrey. If so. you're gonna do that, I would say you pull up like at least three to maybe five different sites. Because it kind of differs between websites when you look at that, right? But, I don't. Again, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> all this is unanimous. <clears throat> uh, I kind of like the not trade unanimous anonymous. <laughs> I, I kind of like the idea of the trade committee because it's people that's that's in the league, right? And they're, you know, <clears throat> it matters to them. So I don't. I, I don't feel like the trade committee's been wrong yet. I know there's been some controversial. Uh, Per se, you know, decisions that's been made, but I mean, I agree with all of them that they made. I just like to see people get upset, so yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. it keep it like it is, right? More controversy, <laughs> fuck yeah, makes good for good podcasts. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Oh my god, Nick's dying over here. <coughs> smoking that, smoking that. Fire, yeah. Turkey cheese went down wrong. Here we go. <laughs> 
turkey cheese getting the best of them. I didn't know you had to chew the beef jerky when you ate it. <laughs> <clears throat> one person said the commissioner is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Only one? <laughs> well, one person wrote it. You didn't tell it. That shit, right? <laughs> I think that needs to be a multiple choice for next year. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. Yeah, rate, rate the commissioner. One to ten. <laughs> I'm not that it's stupid. Enough. <laughs> That's going to be like a negative three. <laughs> One person said change up conferences in division format so there's only two conferences like the NFL. What the fuck is going on with my voice? <laughs> that lost episode might have a, a reason why. Everybody just tuned out. It don't matter what we say from here on. Now. They don't fucking quit this podcast. Yeah, fuck you. Oh, shit. All right. Hey, what was the question? <laughs> All right, hold on a second. <laughs> Read number 10. I'm right back. All right, number 10. Tell me anything about the league that you want me to know. Several said best league ever. Fucking, you can tell Nick put these numbers Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Next bullet point oh, that Nick Legacy put together. Very involved and entertaining with podcasts and newsletters. Chipper and Roland had anal sex in Deborah's bathroom during family day. I promise not to say anything, so please keep this confidential. <laughs> well, not confidential anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did not make that up just in my radio voice. Next, uh, next point. Should have more super weeks. Next one. Fuck you, Chipper. <laughs> That's a, always a solid. Next point. Kamish likes dicks in his face. <laughs> <laughs> also, not made up. Next point, best league in the world, but Super Week was weird. <laughs> Next one, I think Swagger has no swag, but he does indeed run most, run, wait, what the fuck? Next up, Thane yeah. doesn't know how to read. <laughs> I'm like Stugat. Right, I'm back. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. He might be the one that doesn't understand power rankings. This one says, I think Nick Swagger has no swag, but he does indeed run one of the most legit fantasy leagues you will find. Next one, why do gingers have no soul? Next one. Chuck Keats is a secret, but it's been verified that his vision is 2020. He only wears glasses to look more sophisticated. That's right. <laughs> and one more. I prefer the 20 man because I knew everyone and hard to keep up with who's who. I wonder who wrote that. <laughs> man, I'm glad somebody agreed. That, <laughs> I like it. Oh, shit. So, a uh, few more things. Let's go over Swag versus Swaggerette this week. Jennifer Savoy was the number one Swaggerette, and Bo Bourgeois was the number one Swagger. And Bo would have won 246.15 to 194.8. So, that's one point for Swagger. You know what Second, sucks is my opponent put up almost 200 points. Yeah, Ginger yeah. Ninja did. Yeah. Going against a bad, badass team right there. So, the second place girl was Lori Trotty, straight out of Pierre Port. She put up 192. Jared Lasser, Douglas Fontaine put up 224.3, another point for Swagger. Lucky bastard. Uh-uh. And third Skill. place game was Need for Sneed, Elise Sweet. She needs to change her name because Sneed doesn't play for the Saints anymore. It's cute, though. She, played, she put up <laughs> 193.55 points. And Nick Ross, the boss, oh, Lord. put up 221.35, another point for Swagger. So this week, Swagger went 3-0, bringing our year-to-date uh, record to 5 to one in the uh, Swagger's favor. So Swagger Lee's kicking the girls' butts right now. Also, <clears throat> closing up on Swagger news, Swaggerette Jim Jen Savoy, 
last week she put up the lowest score ever in Swagger history of 54 points. This week, she was the league MVP. So just goes to show you, uh, if you ain't first, you're last, or if you ain't last, you're first, something like that. <laughs> Ricky Bobby said that right. shit. Uh, Firecracker, who was in last place in Swagger League, his wife, Wine and Grind, was the last remaining undefeated in all of Swagger Leagues. This week, she lost to Spunk Funk Monk, uh, wife of God's plan. So therefore, no more undersweeted. Undersweeted <laughs> teams. No more undersweeted teams. They're not sweet no more. <laughs> uh, rolling with Mahomes now owns the number one spot overall in Swaggerette. And three teams are seven and one, including Swag on the play, my wife, Courtney. How about Mortal Lawns over there? How you doing? She's playing against Rolling with Mahomes this week. <laughs> she, she's, she, she left fucking Emmanuel Sanders on the bench last uh, night. <laughs> she just made the exact same impression that I did whenever Bo asked about the lost tapes on the <laughs> She did a nope. cut it out and yeah. zip your lips and all that shit. So I want to talk a little bit about Swagger Jr. and Swagger Franchise for a second. Swagger Jr. is a three-way tie for number one record. Firecracker's daughter is one of them, which is hilarious because his wife was the last undermain defeated. His daughter is tied for first, and he's last in the Swagger League. So I don't know how that happens, but little Linda Lou. First of all, let me back up. Firecracker's daughter's name is Straight Cash. So (laughs) that's a great name. Layla. Got that. Firecracker, Wine and Grind, and Straight Cash. (laughs) So... Uh, little Linda Lou, daughter of Captain Asshole and uh, the MVP in Swaggerette, uh, I Have yeah. No Balls to yeah. Deflate, is uh, tied for first as well. And also, Skull Troopers, son of podcast host Green by Curse and Mo Lawns, uh, which is also the overall leader in Swagger Jr. right now. So he's holding it down for Swagger Jr. Uh, Thane's holding it down in Swagger, being in the top two. Mo Lawns, you, you sucking it up for the family. <laughs> so... You need, to get your, you need to get your shit together. So, all in all, the kids are loving the league. Paxton on game days, Thursday nights, Sundays, and Mondays, every five minutes. Dad, let me see my team. Dad, let me see my team. Dad, let me see my team. So, I think the kids are genuinely loving this league, and I'm excited about it. Uh, Rook, one quick note on the Saga franchise. Tupac without a nose ring. Steve Menard is leading the league at 6-2. That doesn't say much for everybody else in that league. <laughs> uh, so... Right now, the playoff teams would be Tupac with a nose ring, Can't Touch Us, Green by a Curse, and Chop It Like It's Hot, which is my name in, uh, in Swagger what franchise. What a terrible so, name. It's a great name. So, it's a great name. That, that was a mouthful. 25 minutes of league business. I choked up halfway through it, had to go take a break. And um, Again, if, if you were the one that caught uh, tri- uh, Roland and Chipper in the bathroom in my mother-in-law's house, uh, sorry for blowing your confidentiality. I don't know who it is, but we do have your IP address. So, just saying. <laughs> we <laughs> might be able to track you. Next time, boy. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. All right. Seeing that. Yeah, I know, right? Whoever had to see that, I feel sorry for him. Next up, we got our uh, que- few questions for our guest today. Bo Bourgeois. So, Bo Bourgeois. Um, Nick's going to ask the first question. Okay. Before I ask the first question, let's talk about Bo. Bo couldn't make the draft this year because of the birth of his new baby a couple days before the draft. Uh, Therese. Almost. And it was my wife's birthday. And it was his wife's birthday. Definitely not valid excuses, but we'll let them pass. (laughs) I forgot that I'm also a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
That being said, yes, you are, bitch, because you won the week this week, won some money, and Courtney drafted your team for you. Wow. So and, look, look, before you go any farther, all right, before you go any farther there, <laughs> hey, y'all, you hear this? No, I think you're good. You're How's good. my podcast going? <laughs> it's going great. It's going great. The fucking treats you brought were fucking top notch, I'll tell you that. All right, before you go any farther, it's like I always say, it's not who you draft, it's who drafts for you. <laughs> so, uh, I got to give it up to Courtney, because, uh... I made a boo-boo, you know, though. I'm in the top five. I'm in the top five. Uh, what's it called? Top five ever. Power rankings? Top five. No. The top Score? five of the week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Top Scores five. Of the Score of the week. One person in there twice. That's right. So, fuck all the other shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Courtney. Uh, is this... I hate... I hate every single other person in this league, and fuck y'all. <laughs> for not letting Courtney redraft Lamar Miller. Well, I was, I was about to tell the story. So, Courtney drafted your team, and in the eighth round, Courtney drafted Lamar Miller after Ooh. a breaking news alert let everyone there know who saw it that he was out for the season. After he drafted him, I stepped back and I said, look, guys, she didn't know that he was out for the season. I said, is it okay if we let her rescind her pick and pick another person? And I looked around the room, and I got a bunch of blank stares. <laughs> I said, I know you express your mind a little bit in the group message. But do you have anything else to say to those folks? Well, I think you just did. Hey, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> fuck y'all. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> all right. But y'all lucky y'all did. Otherwise, I'd be a lot better than five and four. <laughs> hey, all you got to do is make it to the dance, baby. All right. So we got a couple questions for Bo. My first question, and we'll go around the table a little bit and ask some questions. Are you sick of eating beef jerky? It's a two-point question, so don't answer that one yet. Are you sick of eating beef jerky? And do you think I can get the recipe? I promise I won't sell it to Jack Links for a million dollars. Okay, take that back. I'll split it with you. <laughs> the first question is yes, and the second question is no. <laughs> All right, well, moving that's along. Hey. Right. Okay. Um. So a, a wise man once told me that you can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a bull's ass. <laughs> But I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. So I'm going to take your word for it on the next question. Can you kind of walk us through the difference in USDA prime choice and select grades? And second part is which steak is your favorite? And the reason I ask you that is, um, you know, not necessarily when I'm at your shop, but maybe because I only shop at your shop. When I'm out of of town, you know, or something, and I go in a store and I see these different grades, it's kind of confusing, and I'm like... Are they just trying to fuck me over for a 40%, you know, uh, fucking premium on this shit or what? So if you can kind of walk me through that. Longest uh, question ever. Yeah. And which steak is your favorite? You know, you can be quick. Two minutes. Start so, now. I, I can't answer your question, but to most fully answer it, I'm going to need the girls to step out of the room. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, you serious? <laughs> That was like a straight Obi-Wan Kenobi like look that he just fucking gave. Alright, for those of you that not here, the girls are walking out of the room right now. We call y'all back in a second. Holy shit. This is awesome. I really want to know this shit, man. It's been bothering me for years, dude. Alright. It really has. So you've got ungraded, which could be good or bad. Typically it's bad. They didn't spend the money to get it graded by the USDA. Uh, it could be anything. 
most of our ground meat stuff comes from cows that are just raised, put out the pasture, and get old. And so we uh, we just bone it out and make ground meat with it, right? Okay. Uh, the next up from there is Select, USDA Select, which is a nice piece of meat depending on what you're doing with it. I wouldn't get any Select steaks, but, you know, if you're looking at stew meats or, or even like briskets or something, they might work for you. <clears throat> Choice. Choice for me is the best for steaks. Um, depending on, depending on, it certainly has a much better price point than the prime. And a lot of times with prime, you have to be careful because the marbling may or may not be there, but you'll get lots of big chunks of fat in it instead of marbling. Uh, that might not, that might not be your best. So prime, prime is your best. And um, a lot of them are really good and, and sometimes they're even better. So with a tenderloin, and it just really depends on the cut of meat. So with a tenderloin, if you get really good marbling in there, a prime is going to be awesome. But there's not going to be a whole lot of difference between prime and choice for a tenderloin because it's such a lean piece of meat uh, to begin with. Um, your favorite cut? What's your favorite <clears throat> all time? Ribeyes, man. You got to have that. Mm. You got to have that mar that good marbling in a ribeye. Mine as well. Uh, you gotta have. I, I like a bone in ribeye. I oh, yeah, that Oh my god! <laughs> Hell yeah! And, Florida steak cut is what I like to call it. And uh, the other two things with that are there's also they've also now started doing these in between things too. Like choice plus means it's like on the upper side of choice and lower side of prime, which is the ribeyes that we sell. Oh, and the reason that the girls had to leave, I gotta show y'all. What? Is, oh! What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's showing us a yeah. tattoo on his ass that says USDA yeah. Prime. Oh my god, dude. That's Holy awesome. Shit. All right, wow. girls. I thought we were getting ready to see some meat. Holy I thought you were about to show shit. us the tomahawk. This dude starts unbuckling his belt buckle. I'm like, what? Here's the, the play by play. He stands up. He's unbuckling his belt. He turns around and he drops his drawers, and there he is. USDA Prime Tattoo! Uh, and down the stretch they come! Right on the tenderloin. <laughs> Look at that shit. Here's um, a hint, though. If you shop only at Bourgeois, you don't know that there's different cuts of meat. You just walk in and say, I want a ribeye. So you need to get your shit together, Thane, and stop buying them steaks at Ralph's. What? Yeah? I'm saying when I'm out of town, like, you know, I, I have to go to a Kroger or something, you know, whatever. I'm in <laughs> fucking uh, Orange Beach, you They know? ship. And you can buy it ahead of time. <laughs> No excuse. All right, All right moving on. Buy bourgeois and it ain't complicated. We're just All right, so. ask for a ribeye and I ain't gonna ask you any other questions. Just gonna get you the best ribeye I can find. Let's go. Oh shit. So uh Courtney drafted mm -hmm. Lamar Miller for you, right? And he was out for the season? Yes, sir. Yeah. Outside of him being your favorite, who's your next favorite on your team? Favorite player? On my team? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's your team. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know it was who was on the team. <laughs> That's tough. Oh, shit. Who's on my team? So this week, you know, it was probably Aaron Jones, maybe. Yeah. Hell yeah. Solid. The like league it. leader in touchdowns <laughs> right now. Um, You're welcome. But I screwed, up, I screwed up last week. I wasn't paying enough attention with, uh, with uh, uh, Kamara being out. I would have started Murray. I did it a week late, and, and he came out. Man, I, I rode Dak Prescott too long, too, before I started Rodgers, and Rodgers kind of came on good late. Yeah, Rodgers been doing well. That week, last week, was unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Yeah, when he's on my bench. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, uh, the New Orleans Saints are my favorite player. There you go. There Good. You go. Saints I like D, it. Baby. All right. I like it. All right, next up, we got some stats. We're gonna start Hold on, I got the... one more question for, oh. for the league MVP. Last week, there was a big contra- uh, conversation about if Swagger had a 40-man Royal Rumble, who would win? Now, I got a little message from Dylan Claymore for you that I'm going to play real quick. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to get your, your comment after that. So, I brought up your name as one of the 40 people that is the baddest son of a bitches in Swagger. I never seen you fight. I never fought you. But I know everybody that knows how, that seen you fight and do all the jujitsu shit say you the baddest son of a bitch around. I also saw you chop up a motherfucking yellow jacket <laughs> and do some shit I won't talk about on a podcast with. But hey, you like allegedly? <laughs> allegedly, I didn't see it with my own. Well, maybe I did. I don't, I don't think know. it's a fair fight. Though, I wasn't sober. Speaking of bow and chopping up, he's got them fucking like you know guillotine fucking swords and shit that he <laughs> but, he but chops and ribeyes up with, right? So. Yeah, but this is just straight hand to hand combat. Okay. okay. What do you say to that? I, you don't have to answer to Dylan specifically, but are you a bad motherfucker, I guess is the question. <laughs> not to put you on the uh, spot or anything. To- I, like to, I like to walk hard and carry a big stick, talk soft, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Got a hard stick. Got, so, Got a yes. hard stick I'm carrying. So you Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport is what you're saying. <laughs> he just showed it to you. I didn't see no, no not sticks. not at all, but we can... Let's do a 40-man tournament. I'm out. I'm out. They ain't twisting my motherfucking ass into it. I don't want to get choked out. Not happening. All right. So. Oh, shit. All right. Next up, we got some uh, stats. We're going to start with Thane. Thane's got some Saints, uh, Michael Thomas stuff. Yeah. So, not only is he good at sex, but Michael (laughs) William Thomas Jr. is fucking good at football. I don't know if y'all noticed that. I saw it a few times. He's all right, I guess. He's all right. He's all right. Um, as far as targets in his first four seasons, right now he needs 86 to be first all time in the NFL in his first four seasons. He's got 89 halfway through. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over a few stats when, you know, I'm going to show this shit to Nick. He's sitting there. It's not good for radio, but anytime there's a star next to somebody, that means they're in the fucking hall of fame. Okay. So that's, that's target. So Michael Thomas is, is He's on his way to eclipse the most targets in his first four years in NFL history. His receptions in the first four seasons in NFL history, uh, right now, Michael Thomas is second. And that's, uh, he's got 394. The leader is Jarvis Landry, who has 400. So, obviously, he needs six receptions to eclipse Jarvis Landry. That's going to fucking happen. I'm about to say, Jarvis has been playing like That's shit. That's going to fucking happen. He needs six for the rest of the season to be number one in the NFL in his first four years. Yards in the first four, in first four seasons. Right now, he's 734 yards uh, short of Randy Moss. See that star? That means he's a fucking Hall of Famer, right? He has 875 right now halfway through the year. So he's on pace to eclipse Randy Moss as the all-time leader in yards in the first four seasons. So you might say, okay, first four seasons, who gives a fuck? We're looking at career stats, right? So let's look at career stats. Let's look at single-season receptions uh, of all time. Right now, he has 73. 
So that means he's on pace for 146. Well, guess who the career leader is in a single season receptions? It's Marvin Harrison. He's got a fucking star next to his name. He's a Hall of Famer. In 2002, he had 143. So Michael Thomas is set to eclipse a Hall of Famer's all-time mark for receptions in a season. With a backup quarterback. With a fucking backup quarterback for five games. Okay. Single season yards all-time. He has 875. That's on pace for 1750 if it plays out the way it has in the first half of the season. Okay, he would need 1,090 to be number one all time. We talked about this last week on the podcast. Has any receiver eclipsed 2,000 yards in a season? The answer is no. Calvin Johnson had 1964. That's insane. He's number one, okay? Megatron. Megatron, that's right. So he's currently averaging 109 a game, Michael Thomas is. He would need to average 136 a game in the final eight. That's a little tough, okay? But even, let's say he got 1750, that would put him at sixth all time. All fucking time in a single season, which is crazy. Number one's Calvin Johnson, two's Julio Jones, three's Jerry Rice, four's Antonio Brown, five is Isaac Bruce. I think there's Big a name. chance, though, he could have... <clears throat> You know, a two hundred yard game here and there with the schedule that he that he has going out. He ha- so he hasn't had that really like big big game. He's had a lot of solid games with a lot of catches. But he hasn't had that game where he's almost hit two hundred, except for one maybe. I think he had like one eighty something. Yeah. So the the funny thing though, Nick, l- look at this. Look at the catch percentages. Marvin Harrison in receptions, all you know, all time leader. He had a sixty nine point eight percent catch percentage. Antonio Brown had two seventy point five. Uh, the year that Calvin Johnson set the record, he had a 59.8 catch percentage. Julio Jones was second with 67%. The thing that most impressed me about Michael Thomas, so they've only been recording catch percentages since 1992. So I went and ran a filter. Since 1992, players with at least 60 catches because I figured maybe there were some some big names that got hurt, you know, midseason, whatever. Michael Thomas on this list, he's been playing for the Saints. He's been in the league for four years. Three of his seasons, he's in the top ten in NFL history. It's insane. He was number one last year with an 85% catch percentage. He's number two all-time this year with an 80... I'm sorry, 85, number one, 82 this year. Uh, In 16, he had a 76% catch percentage. So... You, you're looking at history every week, just like we have been with Drew Brees for years and years and years. Can you imagine if Michael Thomas would have been Marcus Colston and he would have came out in the 06 draft and what they could have done all these years? I mean, it's crazy to think about. <laughs> I love Colston, but no, he doesn't match the uh, ability of Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is receiver like none other that the Saints have ever had. Typically, the Saints don't have these type of players, right? No. I mean... Not usually no. Drew makes the receivers, and right. and I think, you know, going back to your argument, is it Peyton? Is it Breeze? You know, is it Thomas? Is it a system? I think it's Thomas, man. Thomas is insane. He's unbelievable. Let so, me, you, yeah, go ahead, Bo. Can I, let me ask a few questions there for you. So, first of all, I don't think there's any argument that Mike Thomas is really good, but, but. Let's look at exactly what we are talking about. All the receivers that Drew has had over the years that had great seasons, went off to play somewhere else, and turned out to not be great. 
I think that the example. Saints are ma- are inflating those numbers and making him look better than he is. Is he great? Yes. But how would he do for another team? How did Jimmy Graham do? People thought he was going to be a Hall of Fame tight end. How did he do in Seattle? How did he do? Not great. Terrible. I would, I would say my counter argument to that, though, is Michael Thomas's body of work <clears throat> this year with a backup quarterback, and it's still unbelievable. Look, I love Michael Thomas, but I, I don't I don't know the answer to your question, to be 100% honest with well, you. Well, nobody does. but I think Jimmy Graham, I thought we... When Jimmy Graham left New Orleans and went to Seattle, or he went to Green Bay first, right? No, no Seattle, Seattle, Seattle first. Yeah. Max we were like, oh, man, we just our whole team just went away. And come to find out, you were right. Drew Brees was made Jimmy Graham because he still sucks. Yeah. Um, Mike Thomas, I, again, I don't know the answer to your question, but I think, I think Mike Thomas has more skill than Jimmy Graham as shown with Teddy Bridgewater. Because he still held his own with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, a lot of passes that Mike Thomas has been catching this season, I'd say 70% of them, i like to look that up. Maybe we can do it for next podcast. But it seems like he's caught an awful lot of balls inside of seven yards. So, it's, 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 it's funny you mention that because if we go to... Let me find this. Advanced receivers. Advanced receiving numbers for this year. So... I, if you look at yards after catch this year, Austin Eckler is number one in the NFL. He had 489 yards after catch. Cooper Cup's number two, 404. McCaffrey, three, 331. Dalvin Cook is four, 328. Aaron are the, Jones. Are the top three on there, white boys? Yeah. They, yeah. Well, wow. Eckler. <laughs> well, yeah. He's one I of those. I can't tell you what he yeah. is. Like, I got in trouble for saying that the other day. But, but high yellow? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Jones, th- Jones 311, Michael Thomas 310. So the reason I bring this out is that Christian McCaffrey, which everybody knows is like, you know, the yak god, right? He gets the yards after catch. He's only got 21 more yards after the catch than Mike Thomas this year. That's crazy. And if you look at those stats, how many are receivers? One, two, three. I'm sorry, how many are running backs? One. Two, three, four. Four out of, four top six. Out of the six are running backs, well, which would make sense. sense. You're running the screen. Right. Correct. But Mike Thomas gets the yards after catch, too, man. He gets through. Awesome. Good dude. Cool. All right. Next up, we're going to go. Um, we're going to go into our favorite Saints memory. Since Saints are on a bye, and. Thing just went over some crazy Michael Thomas stats. I don't yeah. know anything else. Um, we're going to start off with Thane. Your favorite Saints memory. So I brought this because this uh, coincides with my story. So this is my program and my ticket from that game. They can't read. They y'all can't see, see this it. right here? Yeah, yes. they can't see it. <laughs> Hold it's it up uh, to the microphone. So <laughs> I'm holding it up real close. I hope y'all can see. My, fa- my favorite Saints memory is the, the 2000 <laughs> season. Uh, was great as a whole. But my favorite memory was the the first playoff win, which, uh, you know, it was hard being a Saints fan back then. It was, you know, you, you become a Saints fan when you're born, in my case, and throughout the 80s and 90s, for the most part, people were telling you that your team sucks and this and that. But uh, in 2000, things kind of changed around. We finally won a playoff game. So my, my favorite memory was was that first Saints playoff win, being in the dome for that. 
the Saints, they jumped out to a huge lead. They should have they won the game easily. Uh, it was funny because if you go back and listen to the video, um, you, who's your boy that does Monday Night Football, the announcer? Um, now? Or always bets on, yeah, now. They always bets on the games and shit. I can't think of his name. I don't pay attention to announcers. Yeah. They aggravate the hell. I mute the TV. Anyway, so... Um, no idea who calls games he, he called that. He called that game. It was Sun, I'm sorry, Sunday Night Frank Football. Frank Allen Dan used to be the front Monday Night Al game. Michaels. That's him. Sunday Night Football. So he, he does that game. So you go back and listen to it on YouTube. He does it. And you can tell he's, you know, he's fucking betting on the game too back then. Saints are five and a half point underdogs at home. They had won the division. The Rams had come off a Super Bowl win the previous season. And they had the Rams had just pushed our poo in the week before, and so we have them. The Rams were the greatest show on turf. That is exactly correct. Exactly correct. Uh, We won the division, even though they beat us the week before. We play them the next weekend, wild card weekend, and it was me and two of my buddies went, and we scored some tickets in the terrace, and I'm just happy that we did that because it was for me. I've been to, I think, all the damn big games the past 20 years, but that was my favorite experience as a Saints fan, being at that game. You can't tell that story about the famous line from Henderson. What was it? Uh Oh, what, him and Hokey on the broadcast? Yeah. Milne drops the ball? Akeem drops the ball, yeah. Akeem drops the ball. Akeem drops the ball, yeah, that's it. The Saints were up. They were up 31-7 to at one point in that game, and the Rams just came back, came back, came back. And the one thing I can definitely remember from that game is they gave away some T-shirts, and I knew the Rams got the ball back with like two minutes left, and the, the, Saints, the Saints couldn't convert. They had, to, they had to punt. They were forced to punt. And I, I put the free T-shirt over my head, and I told my buddy Russell next to me, I said, if the Saints lose this fucking game, because the Rams kept coming back, coming back. I said, they lose this game. I'm tying this fucking shirt on this terrace balcony right here, and I'm going to hang myself off the side of it. Because this is some fucking bullshit. And lo and behold, man, two minutes You're left. The the Well, yeah, I'm still here. But the Saints were up by, up by three, I think. And we're pointing to the Rams with two minutes left. Az Akir Hakeem, whatever the fuck his name was. Nailed we, it. We punt to him. Yeah, we punt to him. And I, I have the shirt over my head. Like, I did not see that play. And I'm still sorry to this day that I didn't. But I had the shirt over my head, buried in my in my seat. And I'm like, they get the ball back, they're fucking going down and score. And they just did the pass like three three straight times. That motherfucker must have punt. I hear the stadium erupt. I hear, um, who let the dogs out? Like, blaring through the Superdome. That was like the, you know, the song then. And, uh. That was my greatest Saints experience, man. Nice. First playoff win. Definitely a good one. Somebody hand him a napkin. How about you? Yeah. Would you stop rubbing your leg when you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) He's about to cry on us. All right. My favorite uh, Saints memory was when the Saints hosted the Chargers in the Dome. I don't even remember what year. 2012. I think it was October 7th. That was a Bounty Gate year. Peyton wasn't wasn't there. I might not have been. Uh, Breeze threw for four touchdowns. Saints won 31-24. It was their first win of the season. The Saints were 0-4 going in this game. Um, Breeze was 29-45, 370 yards, four touchdowns and interception. Uh, he broke a half-century old record, Johnny Unitas, throwing a touchdown pass in 48 straight games. 
Um, and uh, let's see. The pass was thrown to Dever Henderson. Mm-hmm. Devery. It's a 40-yard touchdown pass. I got a picture of that. Uh, Colston in that game had nine receptions, 31 yards, three touchdowns. But the best thing was we used to take Charlie to the game. Charlie was probably three and a half years old. So I'm, like, carrying him down the the walkway yeah. on the way out. Right now, everybody's crazy as could be. It's, it's loud as shit. And for whatever reason, we got stopped up. And it kind of got a little quiet. Well, Charlie starts yelling, who that? Who that? And the whole fucking place went wild with him. And we're yelling back and forth, man. It was, awesome. it was unbelievable. It's awesome. Everybody was all pumped up because of the record that, you know, people were going to that game specifically yeah. for. So it was packed. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Not a tissue. Yeah. <laughs> Can you stop rubbing my leg when you tell that story? All right, Uncle Nick. All right. So I had a few. I couldn't. I was trying to sit there and decide. And man, all the memories over all the years, the soup, being at the Super Bowl and watching Tracy Porter point up at our section when he ran that touchdown back, or the game he was dressed up as Super Saints and had us all over the TV. And I mean, there's so many good memories. The, the Washington Redskins away. When uh, your boy ripped the ball out oh, and ran God. for a touchdown. Yeah, uh, Stallworth. No, it wasn't no. Stallworth. It was, uh, he came back a couple years ago. Anyway, and then the one at home when we came back that we discussed on the last podcast. So yeah. after I sat back and I was trying to pick my favorite, I said, you know what? I said they're all my favorites because they all build a story. And every week that we get to go in the dome and hang out with our friends and drink a few cocktails and celebrate, especially the last five, six, seven, eight years, all these Saints victories. I remember a time we used to go to the game because we almost felt obligated to go to the game. We didn't really want to go because the Saints suck. But we spent all this money yeah. on Saints tickets. And now, as soon as I get home from the Saints game, I text Haley and Jeremy TV and you and Trep and all the people we go to games with. I was like, man, I'm ready for next week's game. Yeah. I wish we were playing at home. So for us to be on a bye week, it sucks. Mostly because I want to go to that dome. And it's just those days... Um, are a very special time for us is with Drew Brees and Sean Payton and all these games. So my favorite is every Sunday. I love every every experience I've had. I know it's kind of a cliche answer, but it is. Roger that. How about, Bo? You got any favorite? Yeah, mine's way more cliche. It was the Super Bowl. So uh, I was living in New Orleans at the time, uh, going to Tulane. I was in the PhD program for math. Name drop. And so all of my friends uh, in the department – basically either weren't from America, uh, <laughs> didn't like football, didn't like football, wasn't from, definitely wasn't from Louisiana, and uh, well, they were a little nerdy, but anyway, <laughs> so I had a huge Super Bowl party at my house, we had a great time, we got really drunk, I'm trying to, they, so they're living in New Orleans, so they become Saints fans just because of the culture there, but they kind of don't really get it, you know, I'm like, hey man, we're in the Super Bowl. It's kind like, of a big deal. It's been 40 or 50 years we've <laughs> been trying to do this. So anyway, <clears throat> they win and we go nuts. We're like, we got to go downtown. So I don't know, there's 20 or 30 of us and we all go downtown to the French Quarter and I'll never forget walking through the streets of the French Quarter and just every single person passing by, everyone was hugging. Like, yeah. it's just the happiest I've ever seen any people in my life. Like, everyone was hugging, slapping hands, just the whole way walking down there. And then, uh, so we're on Pirate's Alley drinking ab- absinthe. Absinthe, yeah. Whatever yeah. 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 Tripping balls. Yeah. You kissed and, your uh, sister. 
I'll never forget this guy that I was uh, one of our friends. His name is Peter Beerhorst. He's from New York City. He went to Harvard for his undergrad. Ooh. That ain't Harvard on the Bayou. That's the real <laughs> Harvard. Wait, I went to. Oh no, no. I... <laughs> yeah. And uh, he turns and looks into uh, St. Louis, the the big statue of Jesus. And he was just kind of talking to himself. He said, "Jesus doesn't have beads." I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then he goes and he climbs that giant twelve foot high fence. <laughs> He gets over, he starts climbing the statue of Jesus to put beads around Jesus' neck. And the entire alley, the entire street, everybody just goes nuts cheering him on. Like, I don't know. He's just the last person in the entire world I expected to do that. Uh, have you ever seen him know, again man. since? <laughs> He's yeah, still in jail. <laughs> Does Jesus so, still have the beads? No, dude. Nobody went to jail that night. Everyone was happy. The cops were happy. If That's awesome. seen that day, they'd just been like... Nah, Jesus does need beads. Jesus, right. needs, beads. Jesus needs beads. I need a t-shirt. Saints, Saints, yeah. Saints need beads as well because today is the Saints' birthday. I don't know Ooh. if you knew this. November 1st, 1966. 53 years ago, the New Orleans Saints was born. So happy birthday to the Saints. Nice. So, uh, All right, next up, we're going to do some quick locks of the week. Uh, Thane, what you got? This is going to be somewhere we can go wrong again. Y'all can make fun of us. Y'all can make fun of us. But the Cleveland Browns are in fucking disarray. I just dropped Baker. I was so proud of drafting Baker Mayfield in our franchise. Like I thought, man, this guy, he's going to be my quarterback the next 20 years. He fucking sucks. He's Johnny Manziel in a terrible disguise. The 2-5 and five Cleveland Browns will go into mile high and lose to the 2-6 and six Broncos. The Broncos are four-point home dogs. Book that shit. Or don't because every gambling tip I've ever given you on this fucking podcast has been wrong. <laughs> don't listen but to him. 27-24 last week. The Cleveland Browns are going to fucking Nick, lose. Nick, what you got? All right, my lock is not an NFL game. It's a swagger matchup. Mike Abair will beat Fuck You Chipper by 30 points this week. You can book Ooh. that shit. 30 points. So, Ooh. Steve, sorry, brother, but Mike's going to whip that ass. All right, my lock is the Bills' Devin Singletary. Cool, I didn't mess that one up. Got it right, right? Cousin of Kyron Johnson. He's gonna, he's gonna have a game. He's gonna have fifty yards and a touchdown. That's a lot. I mean, you know, fifty I mean, yards. You're really, well, if you you're look really at not going out on a stretch, well, if you, I, he will have twelve carries and drink seventeen sips of Gatorade. Well, if you look at what. Way to Somebody go out on goes a limb. to that Bills game <laughs> to wearing a, a fucking Jim Kelly jersey. <laughs> Man, you really went out on a limb on that shit. We do it to ourselves. So for those who have stuck around for a whole entire hour to listen to us ramble about no way hearing bullshit, <laughs> no one's listening, so we can do whatever we want, say whatever we want. Um, Nick's going to go over the questions that were sent in. All right, questions. Uh, my question is... Why do you think that Devin Singletary would go over 50 yards? <laughs> well, <laughs> this just in. This just Somebody in. Somebody tweeted the podcast. Look, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Devin Singletary will carry the ball this weekend if he's lined up behind the quarterback and it's a run play on the, Bears, on the Bills offense. Book that shit. Considering he's probably averaged, I think, this, this year maybe uh, 20. He hasn't done too well. He's been playing backup. So uh, I think he's finally going to get into the game and have a game. So if you play in him. He's been hurt. Okay, anyway. So if, if, you, if you have questions. him, I'm saying play him. <laughs> yeah, especially if you chipper against Nick. Um, 
All fuck, right. Fuck y'all. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> Question number one. Can dick pics make up the 12 months for the calendar if I come out last? Asking for a friend. It's all anonymous, so I ain't going to tell you who sent uh-huh. it. That's got to come from Trip. <laughs> no, it's not Trip. It's but, anonymous. So, unanimous. It's unanimous. It's unanimous. Kyrian Johnson. No. I don't want to see your dick. I don't want to see it. Nobody's sure. going to see your dick. So Keep yes. it on wrap. No. Maybe it's gonna the be more like, uh, have a different... Uh, Courtney opinion, says but. you can send her all the dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> send them to Nick's phone. So I can uh, make sure they're not bigger than mine fall forward to her. Anyway. Uh, we're not... We're not gonna Courtney do, won't be seeing any There's not going to be any nudity. There's <laughs> not going to be any nudity. It's going to be more like the body issue for ESPN. So we're going to strategically place your junk so Very that nobody artistic. can see it. That's Very right. Artistic. Fuck that. I'm going to paint your dick. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do like the the USDA paint. Prime <laughs> yeah, prime like bull blood, like oh. paint. Yeah. All right, all right. Next question. Two. What would be a more merciful death, lethal injection or a headbutt from Steven? <laughs> you won't even know what hit you no, if it you came wouldn't. from Steven. Lethal injection, you'd have you'd have to stick the needle in you. You wouldn't know it's coming from. Is Steven. there a possibility you you would just get concussed? Very severely by Steven's head blow and not die. Oh, you've probably you seen his head. Yeah, you're right. He'd go straight through yours. You like would, a flat like a pancake when you he's would done. fly straight into the pearly gates. <laughs> <laughs> when you landed, you would be standing you would you would be feet. flying and then you would continue flying. Yeah, yeah. Give me Steven's head butt then. Fuck it. Ten four. <laughs> Next up, if you had the ability, and we'll finish off with this: if you had the ability to play a part in the NFL and money was not the concern, which would you choose to do? Would you be a player, a coach, an announcer, or official? Let's start with Bo, our podcast host. And thank you for coming out today. We appreciate it. The food was great. He stepped it up. If you win week MVP, you better come with gifts next week. Oh, yeah. So. Turkey cheese. To yeah. Hey, they give you whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is right. So which one would you choose, Bo? I'd be a coach, man. Yeah? You get a long career as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's just a, get CTE. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it's so that. Logical. Yeah. You're a coach or a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, have you seen a picture of Matt Bryant lately? <laughs> dude, he looks like my, my grandpa, not my dad. My grandpa. He just got cut this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, made it that far, you know? Let's say, who you got? Uh, I was going to say, be a kicker. Huh? You just yeah. hang out there, maybe win some games, maybe lose some games. Who cares? How about you, Thane? Oh, that's easy for me, announcer. That's what I've always wanted to be. I hear that. You got that radio Lifelong dream. Hey, Jesus. Lifelong dream. I would want to be a backup quarterback, <laughs> except for this year for the Saints, but any other year. I want to be Tom Brady or Brett Forbes backup quarterback. Yeah. I don't have to answer any questions. Chase Daniels. That's what you want to be. Yeah. So you make $8 million a year and don't have to answer any Reporters and don't have the. Is there a chance that you can do that? <laughs> yeah, no, me personally. Not a <laughs> no, <laughs> not, <laughs> not it, guys. We can end the podcast on, on that. Zoom tight. <laughs> All right, Devin Singletary, get your fifty, boy. He's gonna have fifty more than you, Nick. <laughs> and you. <laughs> All right, next time. Later. Yeah. Peace. Fuck you, Chippo!